In this episode of Empty Checking Fast Cash, a format that I put out a couple of years ago, I think, that I immediately abandoned. That's just a short episode where I only talk about one thing. Fast Cash! Uh, we're going to be talking about the Mel Brooks mini-series, I guess, called History of the World Part 2. That's all we're doing. So buckle in for this special episode of Empty Checking Fast Cash! No time. This is a short episode. I have not done the fast cash format in a while. You might not be familiar with it if you're a newer checkmate. Sorry about the sounds you heard in the background. My notes were trapped underneath my microphone. Uh, the fast cash format is just a quick upload that is technically not an episode that uh, I just talk about one, maybe tops two things, and I do it very, very briefly, and we're out of here in less than a half hour, probably a lot less than that. That's that's the, the concept, and I did that a few times, I think a couple of years ago. In fact, I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago. might be several years ago by now. And uh, I haven't had opportunity or reason to do it since, but I'm doing it this week because I got an email from somebody after they listened to the Fab 15 Disney episode, where they said, Hey, I understand why you want to take two weeks off between episodes when you do a really long one like this, but, like, you took two weeks off going into it, and as a listener of your show, it kind of sucks to ostensibly have one episode in a month. And I saw their point. So this is me meeting you in the middle and doing an empty checking fast cash episode. Uh, fast cash being a phrase that pops up on my ATM when I just want to get like 20 bucks out and not have to mess with all of the clicking on stuff on the ATM. Because empty checking is uh, in reference to my checking account and the things that are emptying it out and fast cash at the ATM. Look, we uh, are going to talk briefly about the new Mel Brooks project, History of the World Part 2. It's a mini-series. It's on Hulu, and this kind of thing is the reason that I have Hulu. So we're going to talk about that here real quick. The format of this show is not anywhere near as uh, intricate as the other versions of this show. Not that those are super intricate, but you're not going to hear any music between segments. It's not really even segments, I'm just talking. Uh, History of the World Part 2. If you don't know anything about that, uh, History of the World Part 1 was a Mel Brooks movie that he put out in 1981, and since the debut of that, it's called Part 1. It's like the title of it is History of the World Part 1, and since 1981, people have been wondering when's Part 2 gonna come out. In fact, at the end of Part 1, he does... A handful of just kind of jokey, like, here's what's coming in part two, you know, and he kind of, he just, he, he teased it in 1981, and here we are in 2023, and uh, that's over 40 years later. Wow, that is over 40 years later, and he has done part two with a bunch of writers that are younger than he is and, and you know, can do more current references. He did it the smartest way that you can do it. He got people that he trusted and writers that he trusted, and they put out a product together. Uh, among those writers and producers are uh, Wanda Sykes and Nick Kroll. They both pop up in this thing all over the damn place, and uh, sometimes more welcomed than others, sometimes funnier than others. 
I don't know what I meant by more welcomed than others. They're always welcomed. They're both fine. Uh, but sometimes it was funnier than others, and sometimes it made more sense for them to be there than in other times. But, you know, it is what it is. It's an eight-episode se- eight miniseries. I'm not even going to edit that. That's the kind of thing that I might edit in a normal episode. It's an eight-episode series. Half hour, they're about each, give take. And it goes through different periods of history in a very stream-of-consciousness way, jumping back and forth between time periods and, and events and things, and just kind of... Just kind of, you know, goes through different parts. It's, it's a lot like History of the World Part 1. It weds itself to a concept for a little bit, and then gets done with the end of that concept and moves on to a different concept. Subjects involved in it are uh, the Civil War, the Russian Revolution, the story of Jesus Christ, which is amazing. <laughs> and uh, there's actually kind of three different takes on the story of Jesus, and uh, the Nicene Council gets involved and that's just incredible. Uh, uh, also, uh, a major part of it is the uh, uh, story of, uh, hang on a second, my cat McGuire is stuck in a piece of fabric. I'm not going to edit this out either. There you go, buddy. You okay? You okay. All right. Uh, the uh, political career of former presidential candidate Shirley Chisholm is... is uh, sent up by Wanda Sykes. It feels like that section was written entirely by Wanda Sykes and just her thing, and he said, yeah, fine, go, whatever. Uh, that's that's written up. For those of you who don't remember her, she uh, was at one point, she, like, threw her hat into the ring as a presidential candidate. Uh, wh- when would that have been? Around the time of Nixon, I guess. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually Googling it while I'm talking to you right now. She was, well, she was a, uh, uh, what, a congresswoman, I guess, and was a congresswoman for, like, a good, like, it had to be 15, 20 years, but she, she briefly considered, well, or attempted a presidential run, uh, round about, uh, let's see, 1968. She was the first black woman to run for president. Which, you know, you think about that and you realize that we made such a big deal about Hillary Clinton running. Whatever. Uh, Anyway, uh, Shirley Chisholm. Interesting story. And the way that they sort of sent it up, like, if if anything, it, it will make people get educated on her actual story. Because she did have a really interesting story and a really interesting life. But, uh, it's, it... I I don't mean this offensively, but she was kind of a footnote in presidential history, and it's just interesting that in the history of the world part two, they dialed into the Shirley Chisholm story and made her like a really, really, really big deal, Uh, which I'm sure, again, I have a feeling that this was just written by Wanda Sykes, and I'm sure kind of a passion project for her. And it was fun, and it was funny, but it was in every episode, and I felt like, oh, this is about a two-joke bit that is just a lot of this series. Like, I feel like they could have trimmed that back a little, but at the same time, the stuff that worked for me in that worked for me really, really well, and I thought it was really, really funny. 
Uh, Wanda Sykes is like that for me. Her stuff that I find funny, I find incredibly, like, hysterical, falling out of my chair, laughing funny. And the rest is kind of going, yeah, yeah, all right. And that's kind of how that bit went, which is what convinces me that it's a Wanda Sykes passion project, just that, that part of the story. But that's also kind of how the story in general went. That's kind of how History of the, of the World Part Two in general felt. The stuff that worked, worked really, really well. And the stuff that I kind of went, eh, was, you know, there too, you know? <laughs> Which is just kind of how a Mel Brooks movie works, or a Mel Brooks project works too, uh, I think. The stuff that I liked the best was the Civil War stuff. I really wish... Mel Brooks had just done a full-on movie of the Civil War. There were some really funny jokes about that. Maybe the reason that I liked that the best was because that's some of the stuff that I understood the best and that I I was the best studied on because, you know, in America we learn about the Civil War and we're inundated with that and you end up just with a lot of Civil War knowledge, and they did an excellent job sending that up. The stuff that I liked the most outside of that, really, really liked the Jesus stuff. As those who've listened to the show before will know, I used to be a, uh, a minister, and, uh, like, this is the kind of thing that when I was deep in the depths of that, I probably wouldn't have found quite as funny, but on this side of it, really funny, the Jesus stuff. At one point, they do a parody of uh, the Get Back documentary with uh, Jesus as the lead singer of more or less the Beatles, and uh, uh, it's just great. Uh, Richard Kind is involved in that, playing the role, essentially, of Mal Evans, and that was genius casting that I just, oh, th- that's brilliant. I don't, th- like, I, th- 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 that's brilliant. You know, there's only one other person who I would like to see play Mal Evans, and that's Brian Posehn, but Richard Kind as uh, Mal Evans in this particular uh, uh, project was just genius and really funny. I really liked that. Uh, but the Jesus stuff worked for me really well, culminating in the Niacine Council. That worked for me really well. Uh, the Russian Revolution stuff worked for me pretty well, too. I liked that, and I know a little bit about the Russian Revolution, Lenin and Stalin and all that. I, I know enough about that that it worked for me. Uh, it, it it made me laugh consistently. And Nick Kroll plays a character that has the best Mel Brooks name that anyone has ever had. That character is named Schmuck Mudman. That's just a perfect Mel Brooks name, isn't it? And I'm glad that I knew that going in, because I think when it was said to sort of introduce you to the character, I think I might have even missed it if I if I didn't know it going in. Schmuck Mudman. That's an incredible Mel Brooks name. Uh, loved that. And that that that's one of those stories that was a little bit back and forth, a little bit great, a little bit not so great, but it really, really got there and really, really delivered in the end. And uh, I ended up really enjoying the Russian Revolution stuff. And there's a whole lot else throughout the remainder of it. There's a couple of allusions to the original series, or uh, series, pardon me, the original movie. There's a couple of allusions to other stuff in Mel Brooks history. Um, There's a, a, a recurring thing of different ways of trying to kill Rasputin. That is pretty funny. Uh, but, I mean, the the thrust of this thing is the Civil War, Shirley Chisholm, the Russian Revolution, and Jesus. And if you don't want to see Mel Brooks 
take on those subjects? What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> one of the, by the way, that actually leads me to something. One of the criticisms I've heard of the show is that uh, it leans a little bit heavily on profanity, as though that hasn't ever been present in a Mel Brooks movie before. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit sweary, but I didn't think excessively so. I've heard some people say excessively so, but it may be that I swear too much, because it really didn't, like, I wouldn't have noticed if I hadn't heard others say that going in. You know, I mean, I, I would have noticed that there was profanity involved. I would have noticed there was cursing and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have thought about it. It just would have been another, you know, beat in a in a, in a show. Um, but yeah, it's worth saying, you know, worth, worth noting. If that's not your cup of tea, then uh, watch it anyway. It's funny. Come on. Uh, the show, the, the show, uh, I keep saying the show, I guess because it is a show. I want it to be a movie, and it's not. It's an eight-part show. It's a miniseries. It, uh, it, it pulls no punches. It seeks to offend a lot of different people and does a pretty good job in some places. It was, uh, he had a multi-ethnic cast and multi-ethnic writers, which is really important, so he knew he could kind of get away with stuff that maybe he couldn't otherwise, uh, which that, you know, well done, Mel Brooks, you got to tell all the jokes that you wanted to tell because you staffed it correctly. Good job. Uh, Mel Brooks himself doesn't really appear in the show. He kind of does. He's, he's the narrator throughout. I was hoping that we'd see more of him physically and personally, but I guess whatever decision there was, he just, he wasn't there. But uh, he does show up briefly at the start and at the finish in a uh, computer-generated altered form. That's pretty funny. That uh, is worth your time, I think, just in and of itself. Uh, long story short, going into this thing, I knew, okay, Mel Brooks is doing what might end up being his final project. I believe he's in his 90s now. So, uh, I mean, you know, just basic math on that. He, he's doing what maybe is his last project. He's doing History of the World Part 2. And History of the World is one of those classic Mel Brooks movies. Holy crap, I just looked it up. He's 96. He's closing in on 100. Uh, Jesus, time, fate, whoever's out there, Thor, Satan. Uh, let's get Mel Brooks to 100, please, as long as he's happy and healthy. Uh, I would love that. I, I, I want to celebrate the Mel Centennial. Brooks Centennial? What? It doesn't matter. Look, I want Mel Brooks to reach 100 as long as he's healthy and happy. I was trying to find another portmanteau, and it didn't come to me. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? I, uh, it's, it's, uh... Oh, uh, I, yeah... I, I knew that Mel was doing a new project. It was based on one of his higher-regarded movies. Maybe not highest, but among his higher. I mean, you know, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, uh, 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 Spaceballs, I would you know, put in there. I mean, but History of the World is right in there. Uh, my personal favorite is To Be or Not To Be, uh, even though he didn't completely write that. But anyway... Uh, he's doing a, a follow-up to one of his best-loved movies, 
this could be trouble, and, and this could be a problem. That's how I went into it, and kind of, it took me a little while to settle down and just watch it. But here's the thing. When I watched it, I watched it all in one day. Partially because that's how streaming media works now. You just keep watching until you stop. But also, I, I didn't want to stop. And, w and when it reached the end, I was like, oh, that's it? He, there's so much more he could have still done. You know? Because I think... I mean, other than references to the modern day, there's some references to, you know, Instagram and social media and stuff like that. But as far as historical events, I think the most recent thing that he covered was maybe the Berlin Wall coming down. I don't think he got more current than that, if memory serves, unless I'm forgetting something. And if I am, somebody will tell me in an email. Uh, but I, I, I wanted... I, I, I got to the end and I wanted more. I was like, ooh, can we, can we squeeze out a season two of this? Somehow, please, and touch on some of the stuff that happened since the Berlin Wall. I, I really want to see him take on various political figures that we've had in recent years. And I, I don't know, man. It left me wanting more. Which isn't that what you want. And look, it's not the best Mel Brooks product that you could possibly expose yourself to. It's not. But if you're a Mel Brooks fan, and if you've seen everything else, damn, it's good to see him still doing stuff at 96. And I had a good time and had a couple really big belly laughs. And by the way, Nick Kroll is a gift from God or somebody. I, I love Nick Kroll, and I was so glad just to hear that he was involved. To hear that Nick Kroll was involved in this, I went, oh, this might actually be okay. You know, and then he was all over it, and I was like, oh, it, it is okay, you know? And, uh, uh, again, it's not the it's not the best Mel Brooks thing you're ever going to see, but it's so, so far from the worst, which is probably high anxiety. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really good. It's, it's funny. If you're a Mel Brooks person, it's funny, and it's exactly what you want. And in the chat at work today... People were talking about stuff they did over the weekend, and I said, ah, I spent part of my weekend just, just you know, binging History of the World Part 2. And somebody was like, oh, that's interesting. I love a good documentary. And I was like, <laughs> should I tell them? Um, <laughs> and eventually I did, based on who the person was. I was like, eh, it's not really a documentary. It's a Mel Brooks show. <laughs> and they are like, oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, uh, but I, 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 I had a good time with it, man. And if you're a Mel Brooks person, I think you probably will too. And if you're looking for a, 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 a historical documentary, maybe you'll get tricked into watching it. It uh, it was offensive. It was dumb. It was ridiculous. It was 100% Mel Brooks, and that's all I can possibly ask for. So we come now to the end of our Fast Cash episode. We're going to come in just under 20 minutes. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This is my little compromise to those of you who want a show that uh, actually listened to all of the Fab 15 and you want another show. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I thank you so, so much. Hey, I won't talk to you before. Have a very happy St. Patrick's Day. I think you all know that's a big, big deal to me. I always celebrate it. I take off work and do a whole thing. Uh, I'm going to be cooking for a couple of folks this year, and we'll go and hear some Irish music, and it's going to be a really good time. I hope you have a great St. Patrick's Day. I hope you have a great whatever 
day of the week you're listening to this on. Thank you so much for your time, Checkmates. Really, really appreciate you. Check out all the websites and stuff that I say in other episodes. I think we're actually going to have enough time for the outro music, even though I cut the intro music short. Thanks so much. Folks out there, please remember to do whatever you need to do to stay healthy, happy, and safe. Please remember that black lives matter, that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and that I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And checkmates, be good to yourself, be good to each other, forgive yourself, and forgive each other. And I said that backwards, but I'm not going to fix it. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. I think I've already done it in a different episode, but it's good to be the king.